The people of Texas have voted Salina Quintanilla. At one point, she was really in with the family. She made it clear that that was her best friend. It, it just got really bad towards the end. I think that's what hurts the most is that she was so giving and so caring. You know, Yolanda took advantage of that. We have a woman ran in the lobby, said she's been shot. She's laying on the floor and there's blood. Uh, Selena had been shot. It's over, Selena. It's over. Let's get into it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome back to the Let's Get Into a Podcast. Today, I have a tragic story for you guys about Selena Quintanilla. She was a very popular singer who was killed in cold blood by her biggest fan. Now, this is a story I've been wanting to talk to you guys about for a long time because we see a lot of artists out here and they, you know, receive certain threats or they might be put into risky situations, but nothing beats what happened to Selena. Selena was at the top of her game when she was killed, but not a lot of people know about her backstory because she was destined to be this star. Selena was the youngest out of her two siblings and her career began at age six when her father, Amperham, saw the potential in her to be a singer after hearing her sing. Selena actually comes from a bloodline of musicians. Her dad was a singer and songwriter while her mom was a stay-at-home mom. Her father ended up giving up his music career to start a family. Even though Selena grew up only speaking English, her father taught her how to sing in Spanish. And of course, her father teaching her all this led her to becoming fluent in Spanish. But I think it's interesting that she wasn't initially fluent in it, and she ended up becoming the biggest pop star in Spanish music. At 10 years old, Selena sang in her family's band, managed by her father, alongside her brother and sister. And these three were actually pretty good. They started performing at a restaurant, they started booking weddings and clubs, and they built some momentum. Here's an old clip of Selena when she's just a kid talking about her music career. What grade are you in, Selena? Okay, uh, tell me also how old you are and why you like to play in the band. I'm 10, and the reason I like to play in the band, good money. <laughs> oh, really? You make pretty good money in it, huh? Yes. Very good. Um, are you going to sing for us now in a little bit? Yes. Very good. 
Now, the restaurant her father owned is where Selena and her siblings performed, and they started to generate some fans. But eventually, the restaurant failed, and her father decided to move back to his hometown in Texas. Their band finally began to tour, and at this point, Selena was only 11 years old. Selena would try to balance school with her music, but in the end, she would spend most of her time on music and eventually left school during her 8th grade year which is too young. You need those extra years of education. Trust me. But Selena was a smart girl. So she got her GED. She focused on her career. She was making good money in music. By 1984, Selena started recording music. And while it did not perform that well, it was her first time getting into the studio and really starting to create music for her own. I think at this point in Selena's life, she started feeling a little defeated because she came up with two songs. They weren't selling well. The band was living in a van, but they continued to tour the Southwest part of the U.S. And honestly, them going on tour was the best thing for her because getting her name out there really built some popularity around her band, but also just her as a person. She's this young girl with an incredible voice. And actually, like four years after she first hit the studio, she was already getting recognized and getting awards and people started to love her. The people of Texas have voted Salina Quintanilla. First of all, um... I'd like to say thank you to all you people in Texas that have supported us, Selena Los Dinos. También I'd like to thank our producer, Manny Guerra from GP Productions, who's helped us out a whole lot. And uh, most of all, I'd like to say thank you to Grupo Los Dinos, because without them, I don't think I'd be anybody. And uh, when I win, they win. And when they lose, I don't know them. Selena's success was all the more impressive given the singer's initial lack of proficiency in Spanish. According to Chris Brez, the band's guitarist who Selena later married, she was the first in the band to become fluent in the language. And even though Selena wasn't necessarily speaking Spanish right away, she definitely advocated for her people and her roots. Her ex-husband said, as a third-generation Texan who had to learn Spanish phonetically, with her father coaching her on her accent, she knew that there was a chance that the Mexican fans might dismiss her. But no, instead, they adored everything about her, from her dark hair to her brown eyes and her curvy figure. By 1989, Selena joined a record company called EMI Records. With a big company behind her and Jose Barr, the company's new Latin music division, she could appeal to a diverse audience. In 1991, she made a song with Alvaro Torres called Buenos Amigos, which became a hit getting a number one on the Billboard's Latin chart. She came out with another hit titled Donde Quiero Quiero. Estes. Oh my gosh, look at me in my Spanish. And that just continued her stardom. You kind of, like, you see those people like Ice Spice, like she releases a song and then another one and another one. It was kind of like the Selena effect. Like she put out a new song and it was instantly a hit. Which I don't know why, but talking about this reminds me of when I was like in fifth grade and Hips Don't Lie by uh, Shakira came out. And to be honest, like I'm, I didn't really grow up like I don't, with the most diversity. You know, my parents weren't playing me Spanish music, but she introduced me to that and then I became in love with it. And I kind of wonder if, like, people have that same... I mean, I know that people had that same moment with Selena where they heard this and they're like, wow, this is great. So Selena was doing amazing. She was resonating with fans and she was likable. Here's an old clip of her ex-husband talking about her. Well, she was very romantic and, and she craved that, too, from me. You know what I mean? It was... Uh, she wanted to know all the time, wanted to feel all the time that it was special and I did it as much as I could and I made her feel that way, you know? But she did it all the time to me, all the time. I mean, there wasn't, 
you know, I was always happy. So she was thriving and people were eating up her music. Selena was almost always compared to American female artists like Madonna and Janet Jackson. She actually wanted to explore more with English music and moved to companies to begin that path. So really, she wanted to become an international superstar. So Selena has this big plan to work with new people to make new music and to connect with her fans even further. But we're in 1994 right now and she died in 1995. So we are headed towards the dark part of this. In the months before her death, Selena was at the height of her career, laying down the groundwork for her long-awaited crossover into the mainstream English market. With four studio albums and a Grammy for Best Mexican American Album under her belt, she was in the process of recording her first English-language album, titled Dreaming of You, which would go on after her death to set records. She was also building up her name as a brand woman, like giving very much Kim Kardashian vibes. She had a chain of Texas-based boutiques with in-house salons where her signature line of clothing and jewelry were sold. Wow. Actually, the two locations in Corpus Christi and San Antonio were managed by 32-year-old Yolanda, the president of the Selena fan club and a trusted friend of Selena's. Now, if you know anything about this story, you know who Yolanda is, and Yolanda is our criminal here. She's our... (laughs) criminal. She's our murderer. She's our killer. She killed Selena and she had a manipulative relationship with her that we need to unpack. I mean, how do you go from being a trusted friend who runs these stores, runs this fan club to then murdering this person? I can't even imagine. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yolanda first became acquainted with Selena as the president of her fan club. When she wasn't busy with fan club matters, she also worked as a nurse at the beginning, but she ultimately left her job to officially manage the club full time. Here's an old clip of Selena and Yolanda together. Now, we don't hear a lot from this clip, so I'm not going to bore you with the audio, but looking at the visual, if you're here on YouTube, you can see that there's some awkward interaction between the two, and Yolanda just seems kind of, like, disturbed or bothered, and I mean... Honestly, I don't know what her problem is. I mean, I do, but we'll get there. These two were very close, hence why she was by Selena's side. Selena and her family even trusted her to promote her to be the manager of the singer's boutique. So that's why she ran the stores. Actually, Yolanda even claimed that Selena, who was 11 years her junior, called her mom. Can you imagine having a mother-daughter, like, friendship relationship with someone and then that mother figure 
kills you? It makes me feel so bad for Selena, but there was a dark underbelly to their seemingly tight relationship. Those who knew Yolanda say her interest in Selena was borderline obsessive. One woman who shared an apartment with her claimed that Yolanda had a shrine of sorts dedicated to her. Yolanda's co-workers also alleged that Selena's number one fan showed signs of disturbing behavior over the course of their relationship. <gasps> this sounds like... Ugh. I would be so scared. Quote, she was very vindictive. She was very possessive of Selena, said Martin Gomez, a fashion designer for Selena's boutiques. He actually shared an office with Yolanda and he said she would get like very angry if you crossed her. She would play so many mind games, say people had said things that they hadn't said. He even claimed that he found finished pieces of clothing he had worked on for the boutiques with hems mysteriously ripped out. So Yolanda trying to mess up his work. Ultimately, Yolanda's unhinged behavior led to his resignation from the company. So Martin actually resigning from his role kind of led to this little rift between Selena and Yolanda. I mean, Martin wanted to get out of there. He had nothing to do with Yolanda's antics. And actually other former employees have spoken out since then about how Yolanda was a terrible boss. It was her best friend. She made it clear that that was her best friend. That was her eyes. That was her ears. And she couldn't be there. We, we were to contact Yolanda. And Saldivar, says Martinez, completely idolized Selena. She was a fanatic. She has a, I mean, collection like you wouldn't believe of Selena. She collected everything of Selena. But in just the last few weeks, that relationship evidently began falling apart. All the women working under Saldivar and her manager at the boutique complained about a lack of supplies, suggesting to Selena the money was going elsewhere. When she was hearing from all the girls, it was all the same story, everything. And Yolanda still, at that point, said, no, it's not like that, Selena. And Selena said, what do you mean it's like that? And she said a Spanish word, escúchame. Which means, listen to me. So ultimately, it was Yolanda's appointment as manager that led everything to unravel. This guy named Joe wrote a book about Selena, and he wrote that Yolanda got an American Express by Selena, and she used it to rent some cars, entertain business associates at upscale restaurants, and she purchased two cell phones for personal use. Which, why would Yolanda need two cell phones for personal use? I mean, does that mean she also has, like, a business phone as well? Staff members at boutiques felt that Yolanda was nice when Selena dropped in but was cruel when she was away. Our guy Martin Gomez, that designer who resigned, said, I told Selena I was scared of Yolanda. She wouldn't let me talk to Selena anymore. She was very possessive. Even though Selena was hearing this about Yolanda, she didn't really want to deal with it. I mean, I don't know. She was probably handling so much at the time. And also, Yolanda was so kind and caring to her. She didn't understand why Yolanda was so mean to everyone else. But Yolanda didn't want anyone to have any relationship with Selena but herself. Martin told Selena she is is two-faced, she is unstable, but Selena didn't do anything at this point. At one point, she was really in with the family. She started calling Selena, you know, a little here, a little there, and I can do this for you, I can do that for you, and, um, you know, just being a friend. I would tell Selena about Yolanda, little things that I would know, and she'd be like, uh, you know, no, Suzette, you know, blowing it off. And I told her, just be careful. Just be careful, because I don't trust her. You know, my parents would protect us, you know. We had always had somebody to protect us. You know, and here's Selena, you know, not knowing and trusting. Selena was very trusting. I think that's what hurts the most is that she was so giving and so caring and that somebody could take, you know, Yolanda took advantage of that. You know, there's a lot of people out there that take that took advantage of her 
and Yolanda being one of them, and, you know, it just hurts. Now let's get into the moment where Selena started to realize who Yolanda really was. Things started going downhill when Selena's family suspected that Yolanda was stealing money from them. Selena's father began to receive several complaints from fans who claimed they never received merchandise that they purchased from the fan club. And on March 9th, 1995, the family confronted Yolanda about their issues. And that's when the close relationship began to sour. So they pretty much accused her of embezzling funds from the business. And that she has stolen over $60,000. In a heated confrontation with Selena, her father, her sister, Yolanda denied any wrongdoing, arguing that she was in possession of documents that would exonerate her. But of course, she never produced these documents because they never existed. She was stealing money. And even despite these accusations, Selena didn't fire her right away. She actually told her sister on March 25th, 1995 that she was planning on firing Yolanda soon. I want to play you guys a clip of Yolanda talking about her relationship with Selena. Did you steal any money from Selena's business? No, ma'am. Not ever. Can you tell me if you were angry? Frustrated? No, I was never angry. I was never frustrated. There were allegations that you were in love with her. And that's not true either. And if people think that Selena and I had a lesbian relationship, you're not a fan of Selena. To be honest, I never really thought that they had, like, some lesbian relationship because clearly Selena's not into Yolanda. I think Yolanda, like, almost wants to be Selena or just is so obsessed that it is a sickness. I mean, clearly it's a mental health issue. This woman was so obsessed that Selena couldn't even really tell. I mean, at one point, I guess, like... Yolanda's family had a bunch of Selena's old clothing because Yolanda would go in and just steal it. And it makes me question, like, what is this obsession? Because I don't think it's, like, romantic. Maybe it's romanticized in some ways. But it also just seems like she kind of wants to be her or wants to be so close to her. I, I cannot relate. I've, I've never really, <laughs> never been that big of a fan. Yolanda's family has a suitcase of Selena's clothing. The suitcase is filled with stage outfits, music video outfits, and outfits Selena wore for press events. Yukaka had a key to Selena's home giving her easy access to steal them. Yolanda's family claims that Selena gave them the suitcase to hold because she was going to run away with her alleged lover doctor, Martinez. Martinez himself has said this was not true. Now remember, she was confronted on like March 9th. By March 13th, she had hired a lawyer to draft up a resignation letter, even though she had basically been fired by the family. Yolanda also went on to purchase a gun, which she later said was to protect herself from Selena's father, Abraham. Which honestly, I don't think he was a threat to her, but he was probably standing up for Selena because Selena had a hard time standing up against Yolanda. But strangely, records show that Yolanda returned the revolver to the store just days later, only to repurchase a gun on March 26th. Based on Yolanda's account, Selena didn't completely cut ties with her after the fallout, but an employee at Selena's boutique said the star intended to officially fire her after she got the last of her remaining financial documents back. On March 30th, Yolanda called Selena and told her to come to her room at the Days Inn alone to pick up the documents. Selena came with her husband, who waited outside while the two talked. Here's a little bit of an interview with Yolanda talking about what led up to her purchasing these weapons. Why did you decide you needed a gun? It was after threats had been made against my life. Who threatened you? Her father. Abraham Quintanilla threatened you? Yes. Quintanilla insists he never threatened Saldivar. He's convinced that she bought the gun to kill Selena. She saw me as the person who initiated this 
she saw me as the enemy. What, how much more could, he, could she hurt us than killing Selena? Is there any way Selena or her family could have seen this kind of a death coming? No. Now, a lot didn't come from this meeting, and you know Selena did not get those documents, but she decided to go back to visit Yolanda the day after without her husband, so now she's completely alone. Now that Yolanda has Selena alone, she decided to try to manipulate her by telling her that she had been R-worded on a recent trip to Mexico. Selena took Yolanda to the hospital, but the hospital would not perform an exam on her because she was not a resident of that county, which sounds pretty stupid, but I guess it's like out of the city's jurisdiction. One nurse revealed that Selena appeared to be frustrated when Yolanda started to give inconsistent information about her alleged attack. So she tells, you know, Selena that she went through this and now her story's not adding up. The two eventually left the hospital and went back to the motel. When they got back to her room, the women began to argue. A maintenance worker at the day's end said he heard a loud boom that sounded like a flat tire before he saw a young woman in a jogging suit running and screaming. He says, I saw another woman chasing her. She had a gun. The other woman stopped before Selena reached the lobby and I guess Selena then ran inside to go and grab some staff members. Selena began to slowly collapse on the floor in a pool of blood from the bullet wound in her back. Selena used her last words to identify the name of her killer, Yolanda in room 158. And then her eyes rolled back in her head. So her last words were spent exposing this woman for just killing her. Here is some information from the reports. At 11.48, Yolanda produced the gun and fired it into Selena's right shoulder when she turned to flee. Selena was bleeding and crying and ran into the hotel lobby screaming, somebody help me. At that point, Yolanda was following her screaming, bitch, but did not get into the lobby. These people are at a days in motel. Nobody's expecting this to happen, so they quickly call the police to get some help there. Where, what is your location? Uh, days in motel. It's 901 Navigation Can you imagine having one of the biggest singers there in your hotel at the days and just like dead? It just sounds so chaotic and devastating and not how Selena deserved to go at all. She was shot in the back with a caliber revolver and the bullet shattered an artery in her collarbone before exiting her chest, the effects of which also negatively impacted her brain function. So even if she survived that, she would have had maybe something off with her brain, I'm assuming that's why they included that. Doctors later said that she was already brain dead by the time she reached the hospital. Selena died just a few weeks before her 24th birthday. When police arrived at the scene, they found Yolanda locked in her pickup truck with the handgun pointed at her temple crying, I can't believe I killed my best friend. She kept the police at bay for nearly 10 hours in a rainy standoff before she was arrested. Remember Martin Gomez, that guy that worked with Yolanda, who then resigned? Here's an interview of him talking about how Yolanda just wasn't a good person. She was trying to put a barrier between Selena and I, and Selena and anybody, you know, 
and um, it, it just got really bad towards the end. What was your sense of the hold that Yolanda seemed to have over Selena? Selena trusted her. She was trusting. She was caring. She was very naive. You know, and Yolanda jumped on that. Selena was Yolanda's life. She had no other life. So bills weren't being paid? The bills weren't being paid, you know, and, and I'd tell her, what's going on? And she goes, she'd say, I send that check. She was manipulative. She was mean. She was when you heard Selena had been shot, what occurred to you? I knew it was Yolanda. Instantly. She wanted to get back at Selena, and she figured, hey, I did all this for you. If I can't have you, no one else can, and she killed her. So, of course, Yolanda was in shock after this. She cannot believe that she did this to Selena, even though it seemed like she kind of, like, planned it. I mean, she's claiming that she needed protection from Selena's father, Abraham, but, like, really, did you? Yolanda was threatening to hurt herself, and then she eventually gave up and expressed remorse for her actions. Yolanda pled not guilty to the crime, please, claiming the shooting was accidental, but a jury convicted her of first-degree murder. She received the maximum sentence of a life in prison with no potential for parole. Until March 2025, wait, that's coming up pretty soon, oh no. She is at the Mountain View Unit in Gatesville, Texas, where she spends 23 hours a day isolated in her 9 feet by 6 feet cell, where she is held in order to protect her from death threats that other people have put on her. So other inmates want, Selena, well, want you know justice for Selena, so they want to take out Yolanda. So now Yolanda has to be in isolation to avoid just getting hurt by the other women. Ooh. And honestly, Yolanda does seem just incredibly mentally ill. I mean, looking at her interviews, she has such a distorted like perception of her relationship with Selena that it's really hard to comprehend. Here's more of an interview she did. What happened that morning when Selena arrived? Did she say she wanted to fire you? Then never, never. She never told me that. I was telling her to leave. And I said, I, it's over, Selena. It's over. I can't work for you no more. I can't work for you no more. She went down. She grabbed my feet and told me not to leave her. And I picked her up and I told her, just leave. And I grabbed the gun, put it to my head. Pull the thing back. And I said, if you don't leave, I'm going to do it, Selena. And she got up and she says, Mom, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. I'm going to close the door. And when she was walking to the door, she was going at an angle. And I told her, don't close the door. And in that instant, the gun went off. But why didn't it hit you? Because I was pointing to the door, and it just went. Honestly, I kind of call BS, because if you guys listen to, like, crime podcasts, like, I love Crime Junkie, it's my favorite podcast, but, like, those things just don't really happen, like, an accidental, like, shooting moment like this. I mean, I guess she's saying that she pulled, had it towards her head, and then, like, pointed out the door, saying don't close the door, and then shot her then. But Yolanda goes on to say that she did not try to hit Selena, that she didn't even realize that she was hit. That doesn't add up with the reports that, like, she was chasing her afterwards with the gun, calling her a bitch. Like, none of that really makes sense, and it makes me question whether Yolanda has completely rewritten what happened in that moment to, like, cater her own feelings. Did you know she was hit? No, I did not know. There was blood along the door seal. I didn't even look at the door. But there was blood all over the room. How could you not see it? The pictures that I see, they're dots. 
Saldivar left the blood-spattered room and headed to her car with the gun still in her hand. She said she was looking for Selena. The next nine hours became a standoff with police. Saldivar sat in her car, gun to her head, negotiating into the night before finally giving herself up. Many people have wondered that if you were really trying to yourself, why didn't you commit suicide when you were in the car all those nine and a half hours? There were many things going through my mind. I could hear her in my mind telling me, stay behind, stay behind. I hear her tell me, you don't commit suicide because I'll never see you in heaven. So she thinks Selena is in her mind telling her to stay around for what? Like, I think at this point, Selena is not on your side. The response to Selena's murder was immediate, especially in the press. Crowds of mourning fans gathered right in front of the motel to cope with the tremendous loss. There were over 60,000 people who attended Selena's funeral, and it was broadcast live. Fans also gathered for a mass in Selena's honor at the LA Sports Arena, where she was intended to perform that same day. In Chris Perez's memoir, her husband, he wrote that guests were asked to place white roses on her coffin. But by the time Selena was buried, a two-foot pile of roses was piled on top. So um, there were a lot of people who turned out and a lot of love for her. Actually, makes me so emotional because it's so sad. Like, and that's why I'm like, uh, it's I, you know, I try to see both sides, but like, I really can't see anything on Yolanda's side. It's just such a tragic loss. I don't think there's one thing that Selena or any of her family members ever did to Yolanda for this to happen. This casket is unloaded at Bayfront Plaza. Thousands of people are there to say goodbye to the young woman they admired and loved. The public's farewell to Selena. That's our top story tonight, April 2nd. 1995. Thousands of people, not only from Texas, but from all over the country, are here to pay their last respects to Selena. She's an original. And if anybody tries to imitate her, you know, there won't be. There won't be anybody. She was the best. She was the princess of Tejano music. Her fans are still lining up to see her, but today it's for a much different reason. The fans that have come to Bayfront Plaza are paying their final respects to the one-time rising star. <laughs> the expressions show how many feel about the passing of Selena. Thank you for all the beautiful songs that you left us. And thank you for just being yourself and really leaving us all these beautiful things and teaching us how to really succeed in life. So her death made national news. Everyone was talking about it. Even former President George W. Bush and then governor of Texas declared Selena's birthday April 16th as Selena Day. Selena Day remains an informal holiday celebrated by the fans. Though a bill has been introduced into the Texas legislature to make it a formal state holiday. Wow. As I mentioned earlier, she was working on her way into, you know, English speaking music. She wanted to get into the mainstream American market and that album did end up coming out. Her last record, Dreaming of You, was released in 1996, and it was incredibly successful. As we all know, there's been movies, documentaries, so much made about Selena's life. Her family are all still out there, and they're doing okay. Obviously, they miss Selena. They're constantly honoring her, but they're out here still doing what they love, which I think is what Selena would want them to do. In 2012, Chris Perez, Selena's husband, released a memoir about his relationship with Selena. I believe her 
father is working on his own book, but here is a clip of Chris talking about his relationship with her. Selena did show me for the first time what love really was. I don't know if for, for anybody else, I would go through the struggles that she and I went through in, in trying to hide our relationship at first, even though it felt horrible. You know, nobody wants to do that. But with our situation, we, after discussing it, we thought that was the best way to go for that time. Eventually, you know, we let certain people in the band know and <laughs> then Rick who walked in, what happened in the movie, they, they presented yeah. as Joe walking into her yeah. and I kissing in the bunk area, but it was really Rick. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> if I'm throwing you under the bus, I don't, at, at 25 years old, you know, you think you know everything, right? You feel like you know everything. And at 53, it's, it's so weird, which is what I am right now. At 53, it's like, it's kind of flipped. Selena's sister, Suzette, manages the family's entertainment company and studio called Q Productions. Her father founded it in 1993, and that's actually where Selena recorded music, and the studio also has a Selena museum. Suzette also works closely with MAC Cosmetics on their second Selena collection. There's also a Selena foundation that her father and his wife run together to help kids who are in need. So, Selena's legacy very much lives on. Here's a clip of her sister Suzette and her father Abraham reminiscing about Selena. She had this beautiful personality and she had this amazing talent. And combining all that together, I think that that's why we're still talking about her. And it's like all over again. And it's a new generation embracing her. When your child goes first, it's a different kind of pain. I know how difficult it is for my parents. Your heart will never heal. There's this emptiness, should I say, that's in the heart. It doesn't get any easier. It's just you just learn how to deal with it. In my mind, she's still alive because you get involved with all her things and, you know, doing things for her every day that sometimes I forget that she's not here with us anymore. Is there anger? Clearly, yeah, there's anger. I mean, you cannot let that take over who you are and what's in your heart. We do not speak of the person that really, that took her life. We do not give focus to that person at all. It's all about Selena in our heart. Unfortunately, Selena wasn't here to accept her Hollywood Walk of Fame star, but her family did it on her behalf. And actually, organizers said it was the biggest crowd they've ever seen. Obviously, Selena's impact will never go away. And nowadays, we have, I guess, our own... I'm not even going to say it. That's way too disrespectful. But you guys know Selena Gomez is out here. And I have a cute clip where she's talking about how much Selena meant to her because Selena Gomez was named after her. I like listening to a lot of Spanish music. Oh my gosh, yes. I like the old school Mexican pop artists like those are my guys it's funny I'm actually named after Selena Quintanilla so oh my gosh like the two most famous Latina women like have the same name <laughs> it's um gives me goosebumps sometimes because I was obsessed with Selena I knew everything about her I was just such a fan and my real name was going to be Priscilla and my dad said no I, I want her name to be Selena you're living up to that saying that says uh be so good at what you do that your idols become your competition and you got there. I think in some way you saw in her that it was totally possible. So clearly Selena Gomez knows how to pay her respects and so many other people do too. We saw an awesome movie with Jennifer Lopez where she played Selena and she actually did a pretty good job at it. I mean, look at that. Jennifer Lopez said getting to play the part of Selena was life changing for me. I got to immerse myself in her life, got to know her family, her home, her culture. Playing her not only opened doors for me in film world, but also inspired me to start my own music career. Now it is interesting to me that this movie came out in 1997, just a couple years after she passed away. So it almost 
feels like she passed and then like within weeks they started talking about how they were going to make this a film which i don't think is manipulative i think that her family just wanted to embrace her further selena passed in 1995 and the movie came out in 1997 that's a pretty quick turnaround why did you guys decide to do this so close to her passing i wanted the world to know about my kids my daughter just to make sure that selena was portrayed in the right light in the right way and making sure that um everything was uh, based on on our life you know the true way hi entertainment tonight i'm jennifer lopez and you're on the set of selena welcome i'll be playing if you haven't figured it out selena you lived with jennifer lopez while she was preparing for this role what was that experience like what did you guys do day in and day out together we basically just hung out to prepare you know i did spend time with the family with selena's family she asked a lot of questions how was this how did, how did she do this and we watched videos together i guess really just trying to vibe you know our family not just who Selena was as a person but I think us as a whole. The first time you saw Jennifer in hair and makeup, what was your reaction? I said, "Wow." She gave me chills when I saw her cuz I was with him when she walked out. I literally like first but second, I thought it was my sister. I mean, the way she came out and when she came down the stairs, she kind of like pushed her dress down the way my sister would and it was it, she just looked amazing. All I can think is like what an honor for Jennifer Lopez to have that close family time with Selena's family like so close to when she had like passed away it just must have been a very vulnerable and difficult moment in time and just like a role to take on and something that i would like i believe jennifer lopez when she says that it changed her life anyways i want to hear what you guys think of this episode in the comments below selena clearly has an amazing story it's tragic it's dark but it's also beautiful in a lot of ways because she was important and she remains important but i want to hear what you guys think in the comments below and i'll see you in a new episode soon Bye, guys. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i .com